Parents Pod. Welcome to Pet Parents Pod, the podcast for and by pet parents. I'm Danielle. I'm Heath. I'm Kip. And today we are back with more animal superstition. Part two. Part two. Mostly on more wildlife superstition for the spooky season. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we did black cats, graveyard grims, hellhounds last week. What else uh, do you think of when you think of Halloween? As decor-wise. Uh, bats, number one. Yes, and I have a whole thing on bats. That's, I, I look forward to Halloween for the, the bat decor. Oh, yeah, the bat decor is great. They have a really good silhouette and shape. The, the only Beanie Baby I have left, which I actually, I, I got rid of all my Beanie Babies. I remember this, you know, weekend, uh, my, my mom and I got together all my Beanie Babies and we put them in two, no, three, like, they were, like, three 50-pound trash bags. Jesus. <laughs> Beanie Babies, like, I'm talking Princess oh Di, Seymour the Seal, like, all, like, everything. So, you're very rich now, right? No. <laughs> why? I actually I don't know what we did to them. They're a good investment. You, you don't, uh, that's why you're not rich. Yeah, no, we got rid of them. them. No, we got rid of them. <laughs> I did go on eBay, and I bought myself... I'm gonna buy another one. It's the sale, <laughs> but you know, like the one, like the memory, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, the yeah. one that you remember the most, that you love the most. The one was Swirl the Snail, which I okay. really loved, and then the other one was the bat. I don't remember the name, but it was. I, the, think I had that one too. Wasn't it a brown bat? There's a brown bat and there's a tie dye bat. Oh, okay. And I had I both okay. because I which was one that do you awesome. want? I actually got the tie dye bat, okay. and I found it on eBay. And if you look for the tie dye one, you actually can find like interesting colors, and you know, it's right. you get more money if it's got a cool pattern, right? That's okay. a part of the allure. Mm-hmm. But I found this one buffoon selling this gorgeous tie dye bat with like a blue streak that went straight across the face. Mm-hmm. It was very pretty. So fifteen bucks. Which is about how much Beanie Babies used to cost. Yeah, it's like ten bucks for a Beanie Baby. So yes, that's that with inflation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so fifteen bucks. So they got fifteen bucks out of me for this. Might be a deal. It's a pretty sweet deal, and it's gorgeous. Could definitely be more. Yeah, and it's not. It's got the tag. Mm-hmm. It's it's brand new. The fur is still silky. It doesn't. It's not it must have been in one of those containers. It must have been in one of those plastic containers, like my friend's mom's yeah. wall of Beanie Babies. <laughs> you always had the bears in the containers with the plastic tag uh, cover. I will never oh forget. I had the plastic tag covers, but I, I mm-hmm. did never put them in display cases because I played with them. Yeah, I know. I would put the plastic tag cover on the tag and then still play with the Beanie exactly. Baby. Yeah, <laughs> so the tag was some of, them I did. some of them I did take the tags off because I. I didn't care mm. about. Oh yeah, I took off the tags. I was like, this is that gets in the way. It's a toy. Yeah, it's, it's a, a toy. toy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I will. If you love it enough. The tag's gonna get bent one way or another. So. There was only yeah. one time I've ever seen them in display case, and like I said, it was for my friend's mom who did a crazy collection. Yeah, it's very weird that she did that as like the pride and joy displayed at her home in the in living the living room. Prominent yes. display in lieu Don't, of China. Careful <laughs> of goofing around on the chaise lounge. You might accidentally bump and we all stop and watch the, the wobbling beanie baby on the shelf. No, no, it's it, no, it's like case. it was yeah. a wall made of the display cases. Yeah. so they yeah. were just stacked. That's a lot. Yeah, it's like uh, the Funko Pop. 
pops. Like, people will, like, stack up the Funko Pops. There's this one YouTuber who wears, like, crazy contacts and has a lot of piercings. They're from England. I, I don't okay. remember. Uh, I and they the name is, like, them in the box. The name is, like, Rory or something like that. I love them to death. Love their YouTube. They talk about nothing. But Great. they have, like, a whole wall of Funko Pops in the background. And I'm just, like... I think I've seen stills of that. I'm not that familiar with that YouTuber, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so back to bats. So, what do you guys what do you guys think of when you think of Halloween bats? Besides the cool decor, um, the pitter patter of wings. Okay, when you're lonely in your home. Let's <laughs> say pitter patter of wings. Um. Okay. Uh. So, oh, and that little peeping sound you hear when they're flying around, like yeah, the little their echolocation-y sounds of their squeaks and stuff. Um. So, at least what I found in my... Um, especially they're vampires, so... Yeah, but I'm going to get to that, too. Um, they're either vampires or they're alcoholics. One of the two. <laughs> Actually... <laughs> the fruit-eating ones. I mean, you get the fermented fruit. They're so fruit cute. And they're I drunk. love the fruit-eating. <laughs> the fruit... <laughs> well, majority of bats are fruit-eaters. Like, know, they the, eat fruit or... The flying or foxes. Or they're insectivores. Insectivores. Or they're a mix. They're my favorite. Um... Okay, well, at least the earliest superstitions I can find come from the and basically ancient Mayan cultures. Okay, makes sense. Um, because they had one of their gods, um, Kamazotes, maybe? I'm going to point out a name, this, this C name. Let's see what that looks like. That C name. I feel like they pronounce Z's strangely. Yeah, I don't know how to... Oh, domestic. Oh, tabby domestic. <laughs> tabby domestic. Oh, hang on. Oliver is being a jerk to Sydney. I don't know how to pronounce Z's. Yeah, I know X is like a... Uh, uh, it's actually a Z sound. Yeah. Um, like Zotron chips. Yeah. Oats. Maybe? Kamezolts? Kamezolts? We'll do the uh, Anglo pronunciation you say Kamezolts. And then apologize profusely. I'm going to apologize at the head of any episode. I had a speech impediment as a child, and I do very well sounding out at least the language I grew up with. I have very big (laughs) troubles with foreign languages, and I apologize. And also subtle sounds I'm never going to be able to get. Well, like, we spell words so weird. I know this is another strange sidebar, but, like, you know, studying um, Hinduism and Buddhism with the old, like, you know, Pali canon and all that, Mm -hmm. it's, like, even even with, like, the word um, soha, which is, like, kind of like an amen a little bit but it's also it's it's also pronounced like sawa and and sava because it's pronounced it's spelled with a v mm-hmm. but then it's pronounced like as a w and oh, i actually oh that's I like german where they do the w as a v yeah i haven't really gotten a clear like explanation on how i should be pronouncing it yet mm-hmm. and i know that whatever i'm saying is Probably wrong. Okay. So, in general, blanketed, if you are Spanish-speaking or from ancient Mayan descent, I apologize for butchering your first mythology. People, yeah. apologize. Um, but I find this... So, um, Camazos is what I'm going to say, which is probably wrong. It, uh, he was the god of death. and Love it. Hey, where are my death hoodies? And he was the god of death, and he, he how he was always portrayed in like carvings and statues is basically a bat head, mm-hmm. and like 
sometimes a winged body, sometimes not. It varied, but he was the god of death. And the reason why is because of the terrain where the Mayans live, they have lots of caves and stuff because there's a lot of bats who live in South America. They associated caves and tunnel systems. They thought they were pathways to the underworld, which... Oh, that's yeah. not very far off. I mean, they go it into is. the ground. Yeah. So, and always water and all of that is always associated with the with you know death and, and hell and all that. You know, yeah, Even like the those. river sticks, and exactly, there yeah. there was some ties to like apparently there are like some bats associated with like Hades and yeah. Persephone, it's but nothing like water carves into the earth and creates giant black chasms that make people afraid of them. Yeah. So uh, the caves were viewed as uh, paths to the underworld and bats came out of caves at night. So they were thought to be messengers of the dead. I love it. So that's my favorite. That's where a lot of, at least where I think a lot of this spread, because every other superstition I found was like, Nova Scotia thinks if a bat lands on a house, a man in the family will die. If it just flies around the house, it's death to a woman. Well, shit. What does it mean for me, then? (laughs) If someone is sick in the house, they will die, but it can be prevented if you throw a handful of salt into a fire. California has um, some beliefs that if a pregnant woman sees a bat, her child will die. Okay. Sees a bat? Just sees it. So, to be a blind mother is the best I guess so. Don't look at bats. Don't Um, go out at night. Don't look into any uh, crevices. Just close your eyes when you're walking around at night. Mm -hmm. I literally found a list of different... I literally found a list of different areas and their belief on what a bat in your house or near a house meant. Like, there's one that's like, if a bat is in your house, this is death of a parent or a good friend. Okay. Illinois area, if a bat enters your house and stays too long, there will be death in a house. A parent or a good friend is true. <laughs> That's casting too wide of a net. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. There's, there gets some more vague. If the bat does not stay long, though, only a relative will die. Oh, that's good. That's but good. A relative can be one of your parents. In New Mexico lore, there is death will occur within eight days of like having a bat in your house. Okay. Um, other Midwestern states think that death will occur within a month or within six months. This, I feel like they're Large they've stretched yeah, it. They're like, no, we need to connect the bat with the death somehow. So, do we know what time frame this became a thing? Um, I couldn't find the exact research so on that. It was just die of sickness often enough that it would. Sure, yeah, this applies. That's why. So, it happened. Washington, mm-hmm. the state of Washington has the the largest stretch. Washington specifies that a death will occur within a year. Okay, that means so, literally any time because yeah. <laughs> bats any, any are kind of death too. No, no my specifications. Grandma, mm-hmm. My grandma has bats that roost in her house. Okay, she's still alive. So, so yeah. well, there it's like a crevice between the screen and porch and the. Oh. So it, the house. Yeah, it, it's like it, if, if she if she is of Chinese denomination, that's actually a sign of very good luck. Um, bats are actually considered quite lucky in China uh, in China because mm-hmm. uh, their name in Chinese, at least according to what I read online, and I'll post my research, but it said uh, its name is Fu, which is the word for good luck. Oh. So, 
So, and um, apparently they were named that because they were, like, the main pollinators for, like, peach trees. Oh, my gosh. That's the most precious thing. Yeah. And apparently also they're tied to a sign of female. bats and pollen. Yeah. So cute. They're so fluffy. Well, it's it's good you do because they're one of our top pollinating animals. Yeah. 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 Uh, And one more note on the Chinese bat. They're also thought to be a good sign of female fertility. Nice. Okay. So, right yeah. On. So yeah. I don't know what, what Westerners have with the Like I said, I think a lot of it ties from. Uh, uh, so we can get. We'll get into their tie with vampires, and you guys are gonna laugh because I'm excited. Don't get too excited. Um, <laughs> no, I'm uh, more excited. But now. <laughs> I, I do think the superstition comes from maybe even like the South American like that, and then it traveling up through like just different groups mixing and. Mm-hmm. Night is scary. You see a scary winged bat. There's mm-hmm. also been like stuff about like maybe back in olden times, bats were maybe a bit bigger. Like there's might have been some like species that die out that were a little bit larger, so a little bit more intimidating yeah. and all that. Like larger than flying foxes or like that? Uh, probably around flying foxes. I mean, they're but, huge, but they're so yeah. cute. I they actually, are cute. I did learn a fun fact about bats yesterday. Oh, tell us. Bats are the reason why they are a um, reservoir species for disease Mm -hmm. is because they are the most diverse mammal on the planet. They are the only mammal who can fly. They are the only mammal who can fly. They collect... It's pretty crazy when you think about it. Yeah, they collect in in caves that are Mm -hmm. very close together. Mm -hmm. Their immune system doesn't really... Uh, from what I remember hearing, their immune system doesn't—it doesn't work the same way yeah. as ours. It does—they don't fight the disease; they just kind of like let it sit in them. I suppose they are like uh, not incubators, but they don't like—they're yeah. not as affected. Like they're not all going to yeah. die from a disease, but they're um... yeah. They're they their immune system doesn't try to fight it off as much, and they don't really like get sick from it as much either yeah yeah and it has to do with the fact that they're flying and their metabolism is a certain way you guys will have to suss out those details for yourself but then the cool thing i heard was that when it comes to bat species they there are more bats in the mammal group like in in terms of mammals you're going to bump into a bat species when it comes to one in four out of all mammal species. Does, does that make sense? There's like more bats than other mammals? Than other mammal species, Like population yeah. versus other population. Like species versus, like, all the other species of mammals. Oh, there's more species. Yeah. The species okay. of bat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's why they're such good reservoir that makes sense. creatures. So, can, uh, speaking of species of bats, how many vampire bats do you think are within that species because they do have a lot of different types of species right. and variation like yeah like the flying fox they have like the long nose the short nose like they have the weird squiggly nose yeah they have they have a ton of bats there's but how many vampire no google this is a guess i want to guess i have the answer uh, i'm gonna say there are i would say um like a quarter Mm-hmm. Of okay. all species is a vampire type. Okay. And there's only three. 
God. Whoa! So we're just so chuffed because like, we're like so offended by the three species. So yeah, of there's only bats. three species of vampire bats, and maybe the reason why people like make such a bigger deal is they might see them more often, like on mm. cattle and yeah, things like that. But they drink a very small amount of blood. Yeah, I wish I could guess because I was going to guess six. Oh, you would have been so close. Yeah, but, but I, I've also literally guess. only a heard of like twenty-five percent. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot. Usually, like, you hear them talk about vampire bats as if it's one species. It, yeah. There's three different individual species yeah, around the world. I've only heard of, you know, vampire bats. They just refer to that. I haven't, like, yeah. done a lot of research on those, so it's yeah. like fruit bats. Yeah. yeah, fruit bats are very good. The and vampires are the teeny tiny, and you can do wee teeth, and you go me, 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 and then you me, 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 They just go lap, 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 and blue, 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 and they're like, oh, that's all I need. Thank you, cow. And then they fly away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it might, th- they do lead to some animals having infections because they are leaving an open wound. Well, yeah. Yeah. And bats, as we said a second ago, certain are di- so full of disease. <laughs> well, yes and no, because I didn't... I mean, their they, mouths are directly in contact with the blood. Yeah, yeah for vampire bats, yes. Yeah, but, um, like, not all bats are, like, if you, for instance, touch a bat, you're not going to, like, get diseases yeah, from no. a bat. Yeah, no. But, but if you do touch a bat, you should probably wash, wash your hands. Well, I would always wash your hands. Well, yes, obviously. Any that. wild animal. Don't touch animals. But consider... Don't lick a bat calling the local you uh, yes i will say if, you if there's an issue with you might want to ch- check with your local wildlife like, like rabies from back if, your area, if your you area has a shots. bad rabies because yeah some areas have bad rabies outbreaks and so they can't be, be higher and then you would have to take the rabies shots to make sure that you don't die of rabies yes but it is actually they don't they can spread zoological diseases to other species, but they don't necessarily do. And we'll go into this because I did do a little looking up on this stuff out of curiosity. Was it poison control that you had to talk to? I talked to poison. Yeah, I talked to poison control, and then I got a call from a wildlife. Danielle had to touch a, a red bat getting it. It was on the ground in our backyard, and, our and I was moving it, it out. Was moving it. I was trying to move it, and I used leaves to scoop it. So I wasn't trying so to anyway, touch it. Anyway, if you come into con- direct contact with a bat, consider calling poison control because they'll know if there's an issue with uh, rabies in your area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so according to our sudden Google foo, only about uh, with tested bats mm-hmm. that potentially had rabies, only about six percent confirmed were confirmed to have rabies. Uh, this one that's from the CDC. All right. It, um, so this other website, let's see, Mercury News. Well, okay, but I don't know if I'm gonna. I'm not gonna, even gonna mention them. So that's what the CDC says. Yeah. In yeah. tested um, and that's fair. population, six percent. If they do have it, they can shed the virus. Still six percent. Yeah. Yeah. That, that. Yeah. That's not. It's not great. It's, it's not great. But I mean, there's a lot more bats than we even realize, but. Yeah, I mean, COVID kills five percent. Look at how many people have died. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's a lot. So true. Anyway, call poison control if you come into direct contact with one. Try not to come into direct contact with one. No, look from afar. Appreciate. Wash your hands and then call poison control. So look at it and go. Oh. So yes. how do you guys guess that vampire and bats got mixed up in mythology and and our uh, lexicon as humans thinking that they're Actually, don't interconnected? Know where vampires or originate from. Is it from uh, Eastern Europe? It is, technically. Um, yeah, well, people. <laughs> well, the whole thing with them being involved with bats is literally... Well, actually, there's vampiric mythology throughout 
the world. We could get into well, yeah. a whole thing because yeah, there's like yeah. you could throw there's some cultures where you put a broom outside your door to protect you from vampires because they have to obsessively count and yep. they have to count each oh, broom thing. Like yeah, yeah. kind of like Faye. And I've another where you can throw rice and then they'll be stuck counting the rice. Yep. Yeah, like, like the fairies. Yeah. yeah. I've I've always considered vampires to be more of like a an early zombie type because yeah. of uh, the Nosferatu. They kind of have the Nosferatu. But basically yeah. the association with bats is literally just from Bram Stoker. Just literally just Bram Stoker. He was like, hey, what if my vampire turned into a bat? That sounds cool. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Just Bram Stoker's Dracula. He, he was, was the first like, one who was really like, "I really want him to turn into a bat." Yeah, basically, he thought well, it was, was assuming it was a. So he just a thought thing that was metal as fuck. Yeah, he no, he just like literally like for literary purposes thought it would oh be interesting. God. I and, accept, and that's how they got tied into it. That's it. I like it. Yeah. Like the original spooky story can affect. Well, I mean, well, was the one who originated the classic vampire mm. accent yeah. yeah yeah that and then obviously also picked up by um uh uh christopher lee well yeah. i mean mm-hmm. that i mean what That's why i named my cat bram stoker's <laughs> dracula was written at the same party where mary shelley wrote uh frankenstein like that 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 particular party where they got bored and trapped in house where they're like well we're all writers let's do a short story contest that like spawned a whole like generation it changed the world it, it, it changed <laughs> at least for horror fiction it, it changed did. pop culture as we know it yeah it, it like created it just you know sometimes people have influence influencers are important and that's how bats became associated with vampires and mm-hmm. became like the dark creatures of the night that they they were but they're also like the thing is like they're one of the most important pollinators in the world like especially for dried arid and like uh desert climates mm-hmm. i think i where did i find like there's 500 plants in the worldwide that rely on them for pollination wow one and like there's a lot of conservation efforts made because um their house their homes and stuff are being like taken out by mm-hmm. humans encroaching mm-hmm. in there's even mm-hmm. issues with station and yeah um they're also one of the biggest pollinators for the agave plant so there's actually been a lot of work between uh, agave farmers tequila uh, because agave is one of the key things in tequila so big co- tequila mm-hmm. companies are working on bat conservation gotta protect people's tequila you gotta yeah. protect those bats how you yeah. buy tequila and agave both of those things yeah we, agave sugar is really good you gotta you gotta thank your bat friends <laughs> so one thing that um at least some of the agave and like farmers have been doing they've been doing like cloning of the plant but the problem is they keep running into uh disease plant strings mm. like the so doing pollination with the bats actually creates stronger plants because right. they're cross-pollinating with, and so bat conservationists have been trying to track migrational patterns of bats which through a really cool method um they uh dust they'll catch the bats like catch a few bats from it and then dust them in a powder which is kind of glow in the dark and the oh. bats like lick it off their fur mm-hmm. and then as they're flying they poop it out and so basically researchers then go looking for the glow-in-the-dark poop. That is so precious. To find out what caves they're hunting in, mm-hmm. or, I mean, uh, nesting in, so they roosting. can... Roosting. yeah. Yeah. 
so that they can apply for it to be those caves to be put under protection to help sustain the uh, farming in agave. Nice. So yeah, it that's really nice. Bats are really cool and they're really important to our ecosystem. And please don't kill bats. You yeah, won't. Don't kill them. I'm don't. excited for my uh, bat tattoo. Because it's happening. Yeah. Um. I did do a little research mm-hmm. because. Um, of the the COVID stuff with bats because here's the thing they don't know exactly where COVID came from it is most likely did come from bats yeah but it has not been confirmed and also that's not their fault so and also here's the thing people need to stay away from bats well well, part of it is it, it most likely according to research it didn't come from someone touching a bat it came from something in a bat getting into something else then transmitting toward humans so it, think, yeah but if they're they away think, from where they live it probably wouldn't yeah. have happened they think that it was actually a bat that potentially hopped to a pangolin mm-hmm. there, there was definitely mm-hmm. something else but they were thinking yeah that's why it was to a pangolin and then the pangolin mm-hmm. gave it to a human and, and then, now we have COVID-19 yeah 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 so nice it's pangolins so the so what we need to do no. is go after those pangolins don't go after any <laughs> I love pangolins they're don't. so they're little dragon anteaters how could you not love that so don't go after those either um but we actually need to save the pangolins we can go on a whole different pangolin tirade later okay I'll do, I did, maybe I'll do a pangolin episode I I did do research into penguins, yeah, but I don't know much about penguins. oh my gosh, I did I did see that name when I was doing my brief reading, but yeah, so so don't don't blame bats for COVID. They probably weren't the only reason like it happened, and it will be okay. And bats aren't evil and full of evil COVID nineteen. No, no, they're not. You can't get it from no, a bat. Don't touch or lick the bats. Yes, please. And, but you, from afar. but researchers, please cover them in glow-in-the-dark powder so they can lick it and you can track it. Little I kind of want to get a bat house. You can, yes. actually. Those are things to, if you do want to help uh, keep bats in safe areas where they can um, roost, you can build. Yeah, like a nice high-up location yes. away from where it's not going to be in anybody's way. And it just. So oh. can go exist on your property. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. can you can build bat nests. Um, you can find instructions online, and yeah. you can build a bat nest so they have a place to just hang out and then move on their journey as they migrate and pollinate. And another great thing, you know what bats really do help a ton with? What? Eating mosquitoes. I am going to put, I'm going to staple so many bat houses to my barn. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. <laughs> You're going to be the bat barn. I am going to be the bat barn. Oh, my God. I'm going to paint it. So we're making this joke, but then Kip's actually going to, like, cover I, one wall and I just bat am. houses. <laughs> yes. So they, they're also a the really, they're, they're, they are a really good uh, fighter against mosquitoes and mm. other bugs and I things. Like, mosquitoes. Yeah. Mm. So we just need to create some bat houses in our backyard to help with the mosquitoes. more... Uh, more bats and more possums. Yes. You know, I actually put a uh, bird bath in my front yard, and oh, no. the morning doves, the morning doves, love they. I have so many. I have like fifty morning doves in my front yard, and yeah. they just are just chilling, hanging out in my bird bath. They get mad at me when I don't fill it up with water. Mm-hmm. People, bird baths. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna be. 
happy you did it. <laughs> I, I do think standalone bird baths work well because one thing is the birds keep the water from actually being as stagnant as you would think. Yeah, if they, yeah. If they're using it a lot. Of yeah. yeah, but um, and put stones in your bird bath. Yeah, because they they'll 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 sit on the stones and then ruffle the feathers in the water just nice because if it's too deep then they don't want it. Yeah. So I put some nice stones in there and I filled it with water. Now I've got like 15 couples that just hang out in my house, which is the party house for the birds. Apparently that's the party house. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have the food house for the birds because I have that one bird feeder that has like eight different feeders on it. Mm-hmm. And then I have my feeder in the back and then I have my squirrel feeders, yep. which the squirrels are slowly destroying. The squirrels love our house as well as the birds. Yes. Mm-hmm. Me and the squirrels are friends. Hopefully Jeremiah's the out there. Good luck, Jeremiah. I know he is. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. He throws things. Like, the squirrels will throw things. Uh, like, they throw my bird feeders down when they're... Like, there was this week it was raining. Mm. And I came home, and I hadn't felt them because it was they raining. They get angry, and they just destroy what they can. They just throw <laughs> shit on the ground. And I'm like... It's raining. If I fill it, it'll be a waste. No, I'm just waiting for it to not rain, guys. It's like, yep. a, it's like a squirrel mob family now. Yeah. We're trying to appease them so they don't <laughs> fuck up our shit. You know? Yeah. So funny. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's kind of all I got on bats is they're, um, they might be messengers of the dead. And, mm-hmm. That's pretty rad. Um, pretty precious. Their link with vampires comes from a writer who thought it looked cool. Because, hey, it is pretty cool. I, I think that's important cool. to be a writer. Yep. Influence, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. That Long is stalker. that is my bat stuff. Um, oh, and they're good luck in China. So, I, I like it. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay. So, what other wildlife mythology do we have for um, um, superstition? I mean, the stuff had that I found wasn't, now. yeah, but it's not like detailed like yours. It's not really. No, I know. I did an actual research. Mentioning associations. Um, of course, the uh, snakes and uh, wolves, I would say, are often seen as bad omens. Some of it's like, you know, the grim for mm-hmm. wolves. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, snakes are associated with Satan. That makes sense. Yeah. Or the serpent. Yeah, yeah the, the serpent. serpent yeah. In yeah. the garden. Huh, I wonder how that happened. Oh, yeah. right. Theology. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they get a bad rap, um, mm-hmm. which is unfair. Yeah symbol uh, that that is also associated with i think it's also associated with lilith if i'm not yeah mistaken sounds correct i'm not sure i i'm interested because i know mm, not wolves but i know coyotes in first nations people in mythology is one of their trickster gods Mm -hmm. so foxes too right foxes can be so with foxes they're not so much uh i don't know about First Nations people, but I know in Japanese mythology, they're trickster spirits. They can be benevolent and malevolent. It just depends. Normally, if you kind of wrong them, they'll, like, get you, but otherwise, it's, like, more in good fun for other, like, mythos. Right, right. At least. We can't forget about Anansi. Anansi. I was about to say, because... The spider. Yeah. (laughs) Who, like... But he's also like a hero. He he he's a hero character. He's um West African mythology. Anansi is Anansi is one of my. I I really like him. From I did a whole book report on Anansi when I was uh, 
I like his stuff. He has a lot of um, cool because a lot of his stuff is like he cleverly outwits someone, Mm -hmm. and he became like for like the good, the good, like to get out of dying, yeah, and things like that. Let's see. Quick Google search on a Nazi. Almost did research on a Nazi, but I didn't because I was like Anansi, which literally translates to spider, is an Akan folktale character. Uh, characters from West Africa, African American, and Caribbean folklore. But yeah, mostly West African, yeah. Yeah, that's where he originated, and then with slave trade, they carried the stories over mm-hmm. as as they do. As they do. Uh, Anansi tales originated from Ghana. And uh, among the best known as Anansi's name comes from the word in the Akan language for spider. Uh, and then obviously it yeah, moved around the world. Yeah. I I'm know. just reading from Wikipedia, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I know that spider, what, you, you did a little research because you thought there might be some stuff into spiders, but you found out like, a lot of it's like good fortune. Yeah, there's a lot of if a spider falls on your face, that's good good news. Um, if I mean, it's still superstition, even if it's positive. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so you know, gotta love that. Uh, if you are a gambler, they're usually good. Um, uh, gamblers used to keep spiders on them, I guess, in glass jars. I don't know. Gamblers okay. are weird. Gamblers are a very superstitious lot. <laughs> yeah, they really are. Wearing the same socks for years on end just because you won once. Oh, my God. Um, uh, let's see. If you... I don't. I actually don't have a whole lot written down for spiders. A lot of the superstition, I guess, was kind of like disappointing i was hoping it would be a little bit meatier (laughs) but a lot of it is just kind of like i don't know silly i suppose one thing at least i did because i found a lot of like death and bats and then i was like why are bats associated with death and it's like death god i'm like oh here we go yeah so normally I found with a lot of weird associations, they seem to have like something back in old human mythology in some culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's also like for spiders, there's a spider that's associated with escaping like from hell in Japanese mythology because there's like not so much a, a spider deity, but um there was a cold-hearted criminal, uh, Candante, who um, he did one good deed to his name. So he was like a criminal of some sort. As walking through, like he decided not to kill and crush a spider. Like he came upon a spider, and he chose. He made an active choice not to kill it um, because of that. Um, Shaki, he have to make such an active choice not I, to kill it. Apparently, he's a bad dude. But uh, Shaki Amuni, um, while meandering around paradise one morning i'm assuming i'm gonna confirm with this link yeah he is a buddha like i usually yeah, choose Shakyamuni violence buddha. That's, yeah that's uh uh siddhartha gautama buddha is buddha. yeah mm-hmm. so wandering You're around welcome <laughs> wandering around paradise one day he apparently stopped at a lotus filled pond looked As between the lotuses and he looked through the clear waters into the depths of hell as you do up in paradise yep, 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 yep. and he noticed uh 
Kadante, and he's like, oh, he had a single act of compassion. So the Buddha took a silvery spider sled from paradise and lowered it to hell, and Kadante was able to climb from hell into paradise. Mm -hmm. So I think it's more symbolizing from one good action you can rebuild your life, I think is the actual, like, message of the story. The parable. I do believe that is actually polycanon. Yeah, so spiders are lucky, and don't squash them, because maybe they'll get you out of hell. Who knows? Maybe Shakyamuni Buddha will be watching, and you can redeem yourself one act of compassion at a time. When you usually choose violence, but you you spare that one. You spare that one. That's all you need. (laughs) Heath, what other fun superstitions do you have for us? Um, I I just wanted to mention, like, a lot of European stories have wolves as the evil villains of their fairy tales. That's because a lot of peasants got eaten by wolves back then. (laughs) Still, they're not bad guys. They're not. They're just hungry animals. No, but all this stuff led to excessive hunting of wolves. Oh, yeah. For so very long. Mm -hmm. And still more recently, unfortunately. Nowadays, people are, like, in love with wolves. I mean, except for when, like... You know, there's a couple days where one of the states in the West opens up hunting of wolves and then it's immediate- overkill because and, you just let the public go out and kill And then they immediately shut it down and was like, oh, the, we, did, we did bad this wolves. Is a bad idea. Well, maybe we should have, I don't know, relocated some of those wolves. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's other states trying to reacclimate native wolves back into their land. Yeah, what you do to fix most problems, I feel, is that you can just introduce wolves. Yeah. yeah. For so, a, lot a lot of, of things. It, it helps with a lot of overpopulation of deer and things mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. I would like to think they just fix a lot of other miscellaneous problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If anyone likes to do their own research, there is a, uh, it's actually fairly old news at this point, but it's the, um, I think it was actually a whole documentary called, you know, how wolves change the rivers or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And it was a story of how they reintroduced wolves into Yellowstone several right. years back and how it actually, because of the chain reaction of the life cycle of actually having wolves, how it changed the flow of the rivers because of the beaver the population. Well, it was actually the deer. Oh, the deer. Okay, that makes sense. Because <laughs> they were, like, overeating the vegetation or something. Like oh, that. and, and, and the affecting the erosion. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Exactly. Another way, yeah. you want to you wanna help some um, yeah. rivers and ecosystems, you get some beavers in there. Get and some, Get some motherfucking beavers. They, uh, they help <laughs> save those wetlands, man. Yep. Wolves and beavers, that's what we need. Yep, all the wolves, all the beavers. Mm-hmm. I'll fix everything. Okay, so snakes have the relation, be- uh, negative connotation because I of... Mean, some cultures, like, worship them kind of like cats. Yeah. Snakes? Yeah. yeah snakes. Oh. I mean... So, I mean, there's... There's, there's I, the... As with a lot awesome. of these, as with a lot of these, there's multiple cultures that have vastly different responses yeah, to Yeah, isn't there, like, the rainbow flying snakes with the Quetzalcoatl? Uh, Quetzal- Quetzalcoatl? Is it? Is it? Quetzalcoatl is a... Um, words you cannot say. Is a... I know a lot of... Quetzalcoatl bird. Uh, Quetzalcoatl, I believe, was a king. snake... Mythology. Quetzalcoatl god. Yeah, he was He was just a god of life and light and wisdom, yeah. Oh, uh, I think I'm just thinking in general... Uh, the rainbow winged. snake with the wings. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Look, I'm sorry. I like a lot of foreign <laughs> mythology, and I can't pronounce any of it to save my well, life. Speaking of flying, I mean, I'm probably saying Quetzalcoatl. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Probably go ahead. Owls. <gasps> owls. 
they have like an enormous breadth and a bunch of different cultures and folklore and mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, they're associated with black magic and some of those. Um, black magic, like the left-hand path? What do you mean the left-hand path? So uh, in magic, there's a right-hand path. And oh, left-hand you're right. Path. This yeah. is a science. <laughs> yeah. Go on. No, yes. How do you not know this? You know, the left-hand you path. You do have is... raven skulls in your ears. Uh, mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> Continue. Uh, I did the bad signs on my eyes. Uh, so the left-hand path is like the evil. I'm I'm oversimplifying it, but left hand is evil and right hand is good. White magic, black magic. Not necessarily evil, but you know. Or maybe. Perhaps bad magic. Well, mostly uh, the way that they're associated I'm, is like they were poached as ingredients for black magic, like their talents and yeah, I will be. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they've also been seen as some messengers of the dead, mm-hmm. kind of like bats. Um, and then obviously there's like a huge association with them being wise. Uh, what was that? The goddess Athena? Was it Athena or Diana? I'm not good at. Okay, Damn. so uh, which one? Owls. Owls is Athena, Athena with wisdom because mm-hmm. she was the grand strategist. And I did Google search while Heath was talking. Owls are symbols of death, and some of that might derive from American Hopi culture because Hopi. the Hopi mm-hmm. Hopi culture. Yep. Because they uh, had burrowing owls, and they believed burrowing owls were messengers of God of the dead and protectors of the underworld because they had burrows in the lands. I didn't know there were burrowing owls. You've never... They're adorable. There's a whole movie about it. (laughs) We all exploded. Was that the... I I was actually Googling Hopi Kachina dolls the other day. That's how I know. Where do these burrowing owls... (laughs) They live in the desert. Oh, that's... Okay. They're like like, little... I guess they don't live in our region. That's No, No, they're nowhere near them. I'm still surprised I've never heard of them. I've seen them, though. Yeah. Yeah, Burrowing owls in Georgia actually came up as an option. Those, these are the ridiculous owls. That they're yeah, they look so cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they look adorably okay. cute. And apparently they're, uh, according to... What absurd little creatures. Yeah. Aren't they? That's amazing. And, and they're linked they to the god of the dead and protectors of the underworld because they go into the ground. I love humans. I love humans. They're like, that thing goes in the ground. And that's part of the underworld. Got yeah. it. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, um, apparently there is actually a burrowing owl in Georgia, but obviously we're not going to see it because mm-hmm. we don't. I I don't go to. I see. You know what? I see a lot of barred owls. Yeah. Like we are where we live, we are just lousy with great horned and barred owls. Like barred owls are like. Sneaky pests that are just everywhere, squawk at us all the time, scream at us and tell us to shut up. They're so cute. <laughs> They're so precious. I've had so many bar- barred owls in my uh, life. I don't know about you guys. They've always been all over the place for me. That sounds... I mean, we had an owl out in our yard the other night when I was yes. taking the dogs out. Like, I can't see it, but I could hear it. Yeah. What did it sound like? What was its call? Oh, I'm. I can't do. I, I can't do <laughs> funny voices. It was like an owl sound. Okay. It was like a like not, a great horned owl. Probably. It wasn't like a hoo hoo. It was like a like a another sound, but it was definitely an owl sound. Like I, I know. I can't tell you what because one, it was the middle of the night. It was a I, bird call. It was some sort of bird. 
It had to be an owl. Gotcha. It was. Out there too, or is it just? I think you came out there and I said there's an owl out there, but I don't think we both stayed out long enough to okay. find it. Apparently, we have a lot of uh, barn owls. Yeah, I've, I thought and I've Eastern heard screech owls around our house was a barn owl. Um, it could be a barn owl. I don't they think squawk? I that time. They, it, was, it wasn't like a deep hoot hoot. It was like something a little different, but it was obviously like a big bird of prey cry. Yeah. And it was in, it was in the middle of the night. <laughs> Just making weird squeaks now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did it sound like a or a peep peep? It sounded like an owl. Neither of those. <laughs> and I, I know I can't imitate it because. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, perfect. That's what I heard That's out there. Eastern screech owl. That, that, my family. I, I, you know was, what? I won't go on a tangent. I'm sorry. She doesn't know. <laughs> I, I was saying I don't know how to describe the sound other than it was an Mitch owl sound. over here to check on everyone. To make yeah. sure that there's no owls harassing us. Yeah, it's okay. I love where Actually, he came to get the squeaker. Wants, wants a squeaker back. And they got a squeaker out of a toy, and we took it away from them, and Mishka came. So no, you can't have. I, I love when Mishka walks and his skin folds over his face a little bit. So he looks mm-hmm. kind of stern. Mm-hmm. Or his depressed face. <laughs> Mishka's uh, a good boy. He is a, a good boy. boy. Yep. He is not a graveyard grim who's going to drag your soul to hell. You know what I always have around my house? Baby great horned owls. That's amazing. Just they you're actually, just lousy with them. Okay. Lousy with great horns. But I like I when I did my totem back when I thought that I could you know, do totem magic. I <laughs> As my, every young adult who's into that stuff is like, every, I will find my totem. I will find my creature. Well, I did it my damn, my dream. Damn animal kids. Out. I know. My my dream did come out. I think I said this on the podcast yeah. several times before it was that it came out as a snowy owl. So yeah. every time an owl's around me I just kinda notice it because of that. Damn <laughs> animal kids have, thinking they have a special connection with yeah, nature. I don't have a special connection. I'm just an idiot. <laughs> no, every single animal loves you. And you have a special connection. I wish I could. wish I was that person. I mean, when you're a cat and a dog person, cats and dogs can tell. Yeah, they can tell. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I realized that maybe we should have done some research for ravens because they also have, like, superstition because of the blackbirds. And ravens death. are very smart. Well, they're also... They can do math. After a very quick... Google search on ravens, because I knew there was some stuff there. This is all from the the Wikipedia, so I'm not going to post this in my actual research. But um, I remembered uh, Apollo, God of Prophecy. He was, the ravens were a messenger for the mortal realm, and apparently they used to be white, because he would use them to spy on his human lover. And then the raven brought back bad news that, oh, hey, Apollo, she's cheating on you. And Apollo got so pissed, he turned the feathers black. That's why ravens are that's black That's just now. rude, because that's basically his rude. job, was to be able to figure that out. Yeah, shoot the messenger, why don't you? Uh, it is the Greek gods. They're petty bitches. They're very petty. Um, you also have the ravens. But they do look cooler with black feathers. They do. You have the ravens associated with Odin. Who, in order to gain like the infinite knowledge he did, he basically allowed two ravens to peck out his eyes, mm-hmm. and he became, um, and then they became his messenger for the um, for Midgard. He they would bring him information from Midgard, and they were Hungin and Munin. Mm-hmm. 
which Hungin meaning thought and Munin meaning memory. And so each day the ravens fly out and bring Odin news of Midgard, and that's how he got his Why did he need his eyes to protect Odin? Uh, a little sacrifice for the knowledge. Yeah, sacrifice something for the knowledge. Yeah, and plus, this is um, this is Norse mythology. It's a very violent mythology yeah. that reflective of their like wartime era. Would you pick out? Would, would you sacrifice your sight in order to gain eternal knowledge? Because I feel like we're kind of getting into like Dune territory. Right no, now. <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't want eternal knowledge. I'm cool with where I am. And then I, I think really like my eyesight. I kind of really like eternal knowledge. I like my eyesight. I'm a visual person. I, but if you're not immortal, I'd rather be able to see. I would. I think I would. I think I'd give up my eyesight. Okay, so so Kip's gonna talk to the two I ravens. Think you'd be dooming yourself to depression. To depression. You want be music. Okay. okay. Very sound. Sound deep. You are anyway. a very sound person. Yeah. Um, I've been mostly blind most of my life anyway. <laughs> I will say the Until most... I got laser. Yeah, but then you had the lasers and the lasers fixed you. Lasers fixed lasers eyes. cured my disability. I said that to a doctor once, they got very mad at me. They're like, No, it's not a cure. I'm like, Can you just get off my it dick for half a minute? Temporarily. It will I mean, it, 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 it can eventually but so last bit about ravens i think the most accurate um description of ravens i found uh in mythology actually comes from first nations people once again mm -hmm. um they had and i totally forgot this until i remember this um That's when usually how it works yes until reading it um, Raven is a trickster god in a lot of different mythology, which makes sense since ravens are very smart, very sociable um, birds, and uh, they're very clever in many ways, like, because, like, they can get things open and see things, but I can also see they're a big black imposing bird, so I can see why people are like... Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. They look scary, and they um, they're scavengers, so they'll eat anything, including yeah. carrion and things and like they that. Can speak English. They, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they, they can learn. make sounds that yeah. They sound like words. Yeah, because they're terrifyingly intelligent creatures, and we're all gonna die. I think I think they do Tour. understand to an extent what they are saying when they say some words. To extent, I can see that yeah, they're very yeah, they're very intelligent. Language. If you yeah. have a meaning behind what you're saying, then then you are speaking that language. Yeah. If you're understanding it, that's kind of the realization I had when I had to like teach Rosie and Charlie commands. I was like, oh right, I'm literally teaching them how to speak English. Yeah, you're teaching them the language. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, so that's about all my um. Animal superstition part two, focusing more on wild animals and like other associations with Halloween animals. Mm -hmm. um, does anyone have anything else to say? Why my cat tries to destroy our basement? I'm try trying to get into those ceiling tiles. He might actually get in that. He one. really is trying to get He's in there. Fall through if he does. So we have a. <laughs> A drop ceiling? Yeah. Well, yeah, we have a drop ceiling, but on a door next to where he is, he's uh, he's on a bunch of cat shelves that are hanging on the door, and he goes to the top one, he tries to push up into the uh, ceiling, and Rue gets upset. 
Because, yeah. Come on, baby. Anyway, um, so where can people find us and our crazy cats and dogs who we love? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord, Pet Parents Pod. You can also email us, petparentspod at gmail.com. And we will continue to get better. Good luck with your hopes and dreams. Goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.